I just drooled on myself. Hello, my gray and gun smokers. This is your moldy maverick, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his peeling Ponderosa cast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about the joys of eating pure fat and flour. If you're looking for the perfect sauce for tonight's meal, take it from me. Now give it back to me. All you need is lava. All you need is lava by Matthew Sanborn Smith. First off, it needs to be said that today's Mount Saucy was an entirely different volcano from yesterday's Second Street Volcano. The primary difference being that this one wasn't soaked in fireman piss. Secondarily, when Mount Saucy erupted, everyone was happy. Because this volcano didn't spew lava, no, much like your drunken Uncle Stan shortly after Thanksgiving dinner, it spewed gravy. When Mount Saucy began to smoke, folks from miles around would bring plates of mashed potatoes and chicken pot pies to its foot and wait expectantly. Plates held overhead to catch the gravy that would rain down and to protect their heads from being scalded. The volcano had reshaped the surrounding county's topography over the decades. To arrive at the mountain, these people had trodden across miles of old coagulated gravy. You couldn't grow any vegetables in this ground, but you could buy the vegetables grown in the ground from neighboring counties and then roll those vegetables all over this ground and make them taste even better. Local lore had it that the gravy was secreted by the legendary stuffing beast, an enormous subterranean creature that reached up from the ground to pull confused turkeys and wandering loaves of bread to their doom. Each year on the night of the harvest moon, children would dress up as the creature and sing in the streets, covered with still warm stuffing their mothers had made for them. And each year the celebration ended in the same way, with the children being attacked by the neighborhood dogs and partially chewed. Some of the people and all of the dogs went home happy. But the university's geologists didn't go in for happiness. They were determined to ruin the fun for everyone by discovering the real source of the gravy. The next time Mount Saucy became active, the scientists donned their gravy-proof suits and sailed up the molten rivers in their gravy boats. They traveled the flows underground until the gravy came to an abrupt halt and the boats were useless. A single tunnel ran far off into the distance. The resourceful geologists used their advanced geologistics to create a mode of transportation from the slabs of hardened gravy all around them. The resulting gravy train took them deep into the heart of Mount Saucy. They were about to solve the mystery that had plagued them for minutes. One of the scientists named Jared got so excited he geologized in his pants. Luckily for him, it was pretty dark and none of the geology girls noticed. Finally, the group arrived at a house. An old man in overalls came out when he saw their lights. Howdy, he said. Well, as you might guess, the scientists had about a billion questions, like how the hell are you living in a house down here, and is that a stain on Jared's crotch? But mostly, they asked if the guy knew where all that gravy came from. Oh yeah, the guy said. That was me. What, what do you mean that was you, one of the masked? I, um, I made too much gravy. No, that same scientist said. We're, we're talking about enough gravy to, to cover an entire county. Yeah, I know, the guy said. I, um... I really like my gravy. He invited them inside and showed them his kitchen. The scientists looked at each other and said, Man, this mofo really does like his gravy. Well, having found the source, they finally understood where the townspeople were coming from. The truth was not an enormous stuffing monster, but instead an enormous disappointment. They decided that the book sort of science maybe wasn't for them after all, and they were more into the cable TV brand of science. They covered the man in stuffing and had their pictures taken with him. Back outside, they sold enough copies of those photos to cover the cost of the expedition. By the time they sold their story to cable TV, well, that was all gravy. If this story melted your heart as well as the flesh and ribs surrounding it, you can slurp it and other savory liquids at the URL of the soup laid L, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Sigh mysteriously. I don't know how that would work exactly. Maybe something like... Ugh.
In the comments for this post, or plea mail me and we'll go bargain hunting at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or haunt the plea markets at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. On date night, the SF and SF Signal stands for Salamander Fondue, the little place down on the corner where we at SFSignal.com are always bringing the new people we meet when we want to impress them and hope to get a little tail. In the cheese, I mean. Donate many dollars through the button on the thing, so I'll finally be able to afford that closed reduction surgery I've been needing so badly with the summer coming on. They're going to anesthetize me and make several incisions until my t-shirt becomes a midriff revealing halter top and my pants are transformed into a pair of sporty cutoffs. I'll have my muffin top going on, as well as my pancake bottom. Tweet all your most enterprising followers that although I'm one of the artificial McCoys, they should check off me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity, because we're going to Nurse Chapel and we're gonna get married. This podcast's sashays dreamily through the crowded dance hall while sporting a sarong decorated with the fudgy handprints of a chocolate groping tapioca skinned creative commons attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 ported license fondly remembering my younger days when i was under the hill this is your merry merry matthew sanborn smith telling you if it's up to ray stevens the streak shall inherit the earth good night apple